Next on BYU Sports Nation, the rivalry for BYU football. No Utes allowed. That leaves us Boise State and Utah State. Who you got? BYU defensive lineman Remington Peck weighs in on that. And what is offseason conditioning like for the Cougars right now? Plus, former BYU linebacker and a guy who's doing big things to help Cougar athletes go next level. Jordan Pendleton in studio. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products, Thursday, May 21st, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. Hey, it's good to be back, man. Welcome back. How was the laser tag? Fantastic. It the, looked amazing. Thanks for throwing me under the bus yesterday. Whatever. It's more like a train. The tourney train. Yeah, choo-choo. <laughs> Multiple times. <laughs> it's all good, man. All good. My name is Spencer Lint, and I am teamed up with David Letterman's prop coordinator, Jerem Jordan. Man, he finished last night. That, that was it, last night. A piece of Americana floats away into the sunset. Seriously, what now? Stephen Colbert, September 8th. Ah. Yeah. Until then, what now? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. What now? Uh, I don't know. That guy brought so much random awesomeness to late night television. I'm telling you, a piece of Americana. The Late Show with David Letterman. And the montage at the end of his last show was just like, whoa, sensory overload, but so much stuff. Very cool. Foo Fighters ever long played live to a montage of pictures and video. It was really cool. Yeah. It was really Thank good. Thank you, David Letterman. Great way to end. We had a full day of random fun yesterday, filming commercials for BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> we, we hung out in the Kafusi's house for a while. A while? It's like eight hours. Yeah, man. all day, basically. You uh, Taysom Hill. So commercials coming out media day with Taysom Hill, Jamal Williams, and Corbin and Bronson Kafusi working on Mitch Matthews, Travis Tuiloma. So media day, these will come out, and then we'll, they'll, we'll take these off the air and then air them in the fall. There, so, there is a scenario in, in the Kafusi uh, promotion shoot where they are sitting in front of about 80 hot dogs, mm-hmm. and we have... One of our resident BYU broadcasting guys, Steve Sorensen, uh, repping as a, an official. It was, it was really fun. It was fun. Those guys are awesome. Okay, the premise of the commercial is who's the better athlete in the household, right? They, <laughs> when we're not uh, actually filming something, they're the same way. They're the same competitive spirit nature. There's no stretch. Going at each There's other. no stretch there. Oh, man. It was fun. <laughs> Swag Daddy's great. Yeah, it was great. We're trying to great. grab hot dogs fast. Your hand, dude, your hand's up on the table. That, of course you're going to grab you're cheating, it first. cheating, bro. Put it down here. Yeah, they were really fun. Randomly played ping pong in their basement. Whatever. And Taysom Hill, <laughs> good laser tag player. And he, Anything competitive. Again, that's not a stretch either. Someone said, your team's down. And then all of a sudden, he played for real to get his team to leave. Oh, he's up top. Got the bird's eye view. He's like, Spence, he's right behind you, man. <laughs> like, it was... It was fun. Uh, Look forward to that. Hey, our conversation alive 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Be a part of BYU Sports Nation. Get involved in the discussion today. Members always welcome. Who's the bigger football rivalry for BYU, Boise State or Utah State? Use the hashtag BYUSN. No Utah this season. BYU and Utah hook up next year. But we're going to reference, you know, what, what's a bigger rivalry right now? At Snow's Snow Surfer. Surfa. Yeah, let's just get this out of the way. Neither are rivals. Utah's the only rival. Uh, okay. No, I think Utah State's a rival. I think that they've won recently, and now they're a rivalry. An emerging rivalry is Boise State. At Russ Melrose says, Boise State wins the tiebreaker mm. between the Aggies and Broncos. 
Utah State is a state rival. Boise State is a national rival. National trumps state. Simple. Interesting. That's one take. It, it's a regional rivalry, but it has a national effect. We'll break that down in a moment. But do you feel more angst about Utah State or Boise State? That's not the question. Ah. Who's the bigger football rivalry for BYU? It's the hey, question. I, I know that's the question. I'm just putting that out there. Who do I feel more angst about? Losing to Utah State's worse than losing to Boise State because they're a really good program. We'll break it down. Here we are will your, spend time on this. Here are your BYU Sports Nation headlines. What else are we talking about today? BYU Baseball Game Day. Yes. West Coast Conference Tournament opener against Pepperdine in Stockton, California. Game one live on the W.TV and BYU Radio, 10 Eastern. And depending on tonight's result, BYU will face either San Diego or LMU tomorrow. Two college football preseason projections are out. Bill Connolly of SB Nation has... Brigham as number 45 in his preseason math-based rankings. 45? And Brian Female, I believe is how you say it, of FEI rankings, puts BYU 33rd. From O. So we, from O. So we've heard 23, 33, 45 so far. Yeah, okay. Various sources. BYU women's soccer received their three-peat West Coast Conference title rings yesterday. The Cougars will release their schedule today. Head coach Jennifer Rockwood joins us the show tomorrow. They're reloading with the roster too, Jerem. Ashley Hatch's younger sister, Brianna Hatch, the Arizona Gatorade Player of the Year and BYU commit. Very cool. That team reloads. They're good every year. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The rivalry game for BYU football. Our friends at Bleacher Report recently released an article featuring the 10 best emerging college football rivalries. Jerem initially pointed out this on the show on Wednesday, BYU and Boise State listed at number six on that top 10 list. Hmm. Jeremy, in that article, there are some particulars of what make the Cougars and Broncos a solid rivalry. And I quote, Boise State will also be BYU's most consistently played foe, beating out Utah and Utah State. So there is the consistency fact. That's not exactly true. They're going to, they're going to play the next six seasons against each other. And then, BYU and Utah State, you'd imagine, will play each other. Right they now, they're break. saying like scheduled games. Scheduled Just games. Just because they're playing, they're both playing each other the next six years. I disagree with that statement. Okay. Disagreement from Jaren. It's, it's a fact, fact that they're the both is, playing each con- other. It's consistent. Okay, it's a consistent game, Boise State and BYU. And Utah State. It's every year for the next six. Okay, I'm not arguing that. Just This is about BYU and Boise State. Okay? Number two, and I continue the quote. For BYU, Boise State is the next best thing to playing a Power 5 team without actually playing it. Opinion fact. Okay, so a high-level opponent, not in a Power 5 conference. Absolutely. Tom, who, who could you play outside the P5s that's better than Boise State? Nobody. Tom Holmo agrees with that. This is one of the games where we put in this long-term home-and-home schedule for many, many years to come. We did that purposefully. It's an inner mountain regional game. They're big time. Sometimes BYU fans don't want to hear. They're really legit. They're great. They've won three BCS slash college football playoff games. And every year, year in and year out, they're stronger and stronger. Tom meant New Year's Six instead of uh, college football playoff there. But BYU and Boise State, my favorite series. Of all the series BYU scheduled, I love it. Next, you have the regional proximity. Quote continues, of the two schools, which are located a relatively close 400 miles apart. Proximity is a factor, no doubt about it. So we have established three cores here, consistency, high level, proximity. That's pretty good. But is Boise State 
the biggest rivalry for BYU right now? Or is it the other team up north, Utah State? Now, there are two different questions to me. If you ask me who's the biggest rival right now, it's Utah. It always will be. That's an eternal thing. It always was. It always is. But if you pit, okay, Boise State against Utah State, now we're talking. To me, the answer to this is Boise State. It emerges nationally. It's always on ESPN. If you beat Boise State, that's a really good win nationally. People respect that win. If you beat Utah State, that is a really good win too, but it doesn't resonate the same way. Utah State is Corbin Kafusi. BYU is Bronson Kafusi. It used to be that it was little Corbin. Bronson dominated Corbin. When he was 14. But now Corbin's grown up. Utah State is a threat to beat BYU. They ruined the season last year. So Boise State means a lot. Utah State does too, but I pick Boise State. Okay. At R. Greenhaw, one of our Twitter friends and BYU Sports Nation member, says, USU football for sure, as his answer, a rivalry should be about tradition. The Boise State tradition isn't there yet. He has a point. There is history between BYU and Utah State, and I know the Cougars dominated through the 90s, but this used to be a series that Utah State owned through the 70s when they were a powerhouse football program, hashtag Merlin Olsen. Okay? So there is more history there between BYU and Utah State than Boise. Okay, The Cougars and Broncos have only played five games total. So Utah State does have that on their side. Also, this year, it's the last game of the season. And so it feels bigger. It feels bigger because it's the final game of the regular season. Boise State is the first home game. So that juxtaposition is interesting. But I love the fact that you're playing both teams every year for the next six. And then that's just where Utah State is is scheduled out. I imagine BYU and Utah State are going to play a bunch. To me, the... The, yeah, rivalry, I get the, the tradition. The tradition has been that BYU beats Utah State. But lately, Utah State, like the Corbin Kafusi analogy, has grown up. They are a threat. They won nine games two years ago, ten games last year. And they went deep into the well with quarterbacks. Uh, and now the old wagon wheel is a thing. It's a thing. It's a meaningful game for BYU, which I enjoy. There aren't any, it's not a surefire win. I like that it's a competitive game. There has to be some recency bias here because BYU and Boise State have only played five times. So I am going to look at that and compare Utah State, the last five games they've played against BYU, compared to the five games that they've played against Boise State. Now, when you throw them together, there is some serious competition there. Okay? And that will bring us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Three is today's number for those scoring at home. BYU's 3-3 three and three against Boise State and Utah State in the last three seasons. So not 5%. So we shrink but, that from 5-3. to three. But 3-3. Three and three. If you're BYU, you're hoping that number's 4-2, 5 6-0, not 3-3. 3-3. Boise State on the blue is tough to beat. 2012, I'll never get over that. BYU doesn't give up any defensive. Uh, the BYU defense doesn't allow any points. BYU offense gives up a pick six. Taysom Hill comes into the game, gets a touchdown, BYU goes for two, doesn't win. That would have been a really big win for BYU. The 2013 game, BYU wins by 17. Last year, BYU scores 30 but loses by 25. This year's game, first home game, no, uh, no Jay Ajayi, no, uh, what was the quarterback's name? Hedrick. Yeah, Grant Hedrick. Grant Hedrick. Uh, Boise State expected to be good nonetheless because they return a lot of players. Utah State expected to be good again with Chucky Keaton. For me, it's... it's... Two big games. Bo- to me, Boise State is a bigger... Uh, I agree with Bleacher Report in the 
It's emerging. It's newer. I get that it's not the same as Utah State. I love the Boise State game more than I do the Utah State. Okay, and and you have valid reasons for loving it because it carries more national prominence. It makes Sports Center to probably the national media. The Utah State game is not going to make Sports Center probably. But for me, it's it's Utah State because of the angst and the pain, the pain that is there for BYU fans. Yes, milk the cow, and that's super annoying. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so stop it. Okay. Yes, man. That factors into it. <laughs> BYU and Utah State have played some really competitive games in the recent past. They've been and fun there games. is pain associated with what the Aggies have done to BYU. They spoiled There was pain the with the Boise State game year. too, man. Not like it was with BYU and Utah State I know. last year. I know. You're right. I was, was at both games. It was getting it, it was, was getting knocked out. And then the Boise State game was getting kicked while you were down. On the ground. Yeah. Both yes. hurt, by the way. Yes. Both painful. But Brian Sweet and Utah State. Number one villain, Brian Sweet. Even you said that. He's Return missionary number one villain. With the Eagles. Probably a great individual. I just will never be over How that. can that not be your biggest rivalry if he's numero uno on your public enemy number list? It's just one part of it. That's one part. It's a huge part to you. Yes, we're talking about an individual, not the t- not the game and the teams and the but other games associated with that. But you give it to Boise them. State so easily. How is it? Is it because not that closer? game matters more to me? It's I to me the Last national the, season? the national splash associated with things with BYU make a bigger deal to me than BYU and a team in Logan. Last game of the season, Brian Sweet injured Taysom Hill last year. I recall Aggies might be ranked. Okay. In this game? In this, this game. This, it can be ranked in that they game. They might be ranked in that game in November. I'm looking up their schedule right now. Okay. <laughs> just, they I'm have just a good saying. they have a good schedule. I'm just saying. Okay. There's they, opportunity they play, there. They play Utah, Washington, Boy, you know, Boise State, BYU, you know, and my point exactly. They're not going to be ranked. But they have key games at home. They could be ranked. And they have Gosh. Chucky Keaton. Dang it. They might be ranked. Exactly. Okay. Hey, you know what? I hate it when you're right. I know you do, and it's <laughs> fabulous. Game number one, September fifth. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. One hundred seven. That one's weird. One oh seven until one week BYU away. and Nebraska line it up. One week away to a hundred. Yeah, I talked to Taysom about this. I'm like, dude, you're coming up on a hundred days, and he's like, it's really exciting. But he's like, at the same time, I don't want to waste away my summer. I need the rest. <laughs> That's a that's a valid point. He's like, I need to decompress and get ready to go. Oh, and he'll be ready. We learned yesterday from Kevin Heiberger, the speed coach uh, for BYU, that he is running uh, 15 to 20-yard sprints, not quite up to 40 yet. So he's getting there. Oh, just, yeah. Yep, it's real. It's real. 107 days away. Who is the bigger football rivalry for BYU? Boise State or Utah State? At Elko Cougar chiming in. Living in Idaho... Boise State is the bigger rival for me. I have to live around Bronco fans all year, so outcome is big. Oh, I get yeah, it. Yeah, the if you're Idaho, in Idaho Cougars. Oh, yeah. No question. Oh, yeah. And in Boise, that's a big deal. They are the they're, show in town. There are a lot of BYU fans. There are Mormons that live in Boise that are They're Boise the professional State team yeah, yeah. in Idaho. Seriously. Yeah. Boise State football is the I bo- professional team. Out, I was born outside of Boise. Mountain Home Air Force Base. What up? Okay, so that factors into why you don't like Boise State. Mm-hmm. Up next, the man who all he does is break news on BYU Sports Nation, Lyman Remington Peck. He's back. <laughs>
BYU Sports Nation brought to you by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. You can follow us on the Twitter machine at BYU Sports Nation. Join us there by using the hashtag BYUSN. Pencil this into your Franklin planners tonight. 10 Eastern time, BYU baseball in the West Coast Conference Tournament. It's game day for the Cougars. They take on the Pepperdine Waves. Willie, the Wave might be there, not sure. 10 Eastern time, BYU Radio and the W.TV have the broadcast. Brandon Kinser on the mound for BYU today. The key to the whole tournament for the Cougars, win that first game. It's a double elimination And tournament. hope that LMU somehow pulls off the upset of the century and beats San Diego. <laughs> David Hill on the mound. Mike Littlewood yesterday told us he's one of the top 12 pitchers in, in uh, college baseball. Avoid him. For the minority of our listeners that don't use Franklin planners, you can also what? put that in your mobile device. Oh, your Franklin Covey planners? Something like that. Oh, okay. Our Twitter question today, who is the bigger football rivalry for BYU, Boise State or Utah State? Again, this is not about the team up north, okay, because they're not on the 2015 schedule. Which team up We're north? We're just comparing west. Boise State and Utah State. At JV Boise's not a state. Says, I feel more angle, anger towards USU, but it's a sibling rivalry, okay? Boise State is more like a slow boil rising to the surface, to me, they boil uh, pretty hot. New Year's Six team, that'd be a big win. We had a dumb loss in 2012 there. We blew, blew them out 2013. Here I go into fan mode. Again, this, is, this is just emerges. I think she's just referencing the emerging part of this rivalry. It is a submarine that is out of the water to me. Wow, It, it is really? a big game. Yes. Out of the water? Okay. Emerging. Okay. <laughs> Plan on that. <laughs> okay. Very good. Oh, stupid. Let's get <laughs> let's get a real opinion from a real man. Wait, mine's not an opinion. Nope. A real opinion? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> kind of. I'm still angry that you threw me under the bus yesterday. <laughs> Remington Peck joining us in Studio B, senior defensive lineman and an outdoorsman at heart, and certainly someone that brings an opinion. Okay, Remington. Bigger rivalry game for you personally. Boise State or Utah State? Yeah, I mean, I'd say I have a, I'm a little biased just because I'm from in-state, obviously. And so for me personally, I would say it's the Utah State rivalry, um, kind of similar to the Utah rivalry just because you're playing against guys that you grew up playing with, you're, you know, guys that you've played against and guys that you know. Um, but as far as, you know, a bigger game like nationally and national attention, I would say it's Boise State. Um, and especially kind of the, the past few years, how the games have gone. Um, it seems like there's a lot more national attention with that Boise State game. Remington is a seasoned veteran. Did you see what he did? He answered and said, yeah, Spencer, you're right. And then he said, but, Jerem, you've got this. <laughs> <laughs> we both feel great. That's he's a, a senior. Yeah, he's a senior. He's a captain. How, how's the offseason going for you right now? It's going pretty good. It's, uh, it's a lot different than my past three years, past four years. Um, it's, uh, it's a lot more demanding. Um, we kind of go two weeks on and one week off because of how demanding it is, and uh, it's been good. We're on the off week right now, and it's good to get a little break, and I feel like we're making good progress, though. What's uh, the more demanding part? What are you doing? Um, I would just say workouts in general with Coach Wintrick are a lot more demanding. It's kind of like a newer style, and it's not necessarily better or anything, but I feel like it's a lot more demanding, and um, I feel like it's working. What's involved in your off-season workouts uh, from Coach Wintrick? Um, I, a, a lot of conditioning. Um, you know, you feel like, I feel like you think of college football players, you think a lot of lifting weights and stuff, and, and there is that, but there's a lot more running than you'd expect. 
And so I feel like for, you know, bigger guys, that's sometimes the harder thing. And so <laughs> luckily I'm not uh, too big. And so, um, but yeah, I would just say the conditioning part's different than what we're used to. Do you remember the last time you were on the show? Yeah, I do. How could you forget? <laughs> that was pretty memorable. Um, for those that uh, weren't privy to that, uh, Remington broke some news. Went on NFL.com. For those of you that missed that, here's what it sounded like. Um, we heard something different today. I heard they're actually medical redshirting him. Wow. Really? Um, really? As of now. But, um, I mean, that could be different. If he is there, I mean, obviously it's a whole it's a whole different deal with his legs. He's uh, he's very good on the ground. And so you almost you have to play and prepare more for a two-dimensional quarterback. Remington him, Peck. Him being Chucky Keaton. On Chucky Keaton. Did you realize uh, that that would break news like it did? Um, of course you guys would bring that up. By the way. <laughs> um, but... You took us to the NFL.com. We have, we have you to thank for you that. Yeah. No, uh, I, I didn't. Personally, I didn't. To be honest, my brother was playing up there, and, and, and I thought it was national news. Like I thought it was already known. And when I said it to you guys, and I, you know, after the after the fact, I wish I wouldn't have said it. Uh, I was getting texts and all sorts of calls from people about it, but um, luckily it ended up being true. So we are forever in your debt, forever in your debt, Remington, for helping our show in a way that no other person could. Well, thanks. Or has, so thank or has you. Since. Yeah, really good stuff. Okay, in, in all seriousness, um, you have the rivalry established. You mentioned that your brother plays up there. Um, how much does that play into the way you look at Utah State uh, and approaching a game with the Aggies uh, with, the, with the, the literal sibling rivalry going on there? Yeah, so he's done now. Last year was his last year, um, but I still don't think it changes. Um, I don't know. There's just a different feel about the Utah-Utah State rivalry. Like I said, for me, uh, it's probably different for other people, but when you have that almost an emotional connection, um, it's just different, and you're playing almost for something more, something you'll hear about for the rest of the year. Um, so I'd say that's why it's a little different for me. Because they've won some games recently, do they have your BYU's attention more? Because a couple of years ago it was like, that's eh, probably we need to play hard, but we're probably going to win that game. Now it's okay, we got to bring it, right? Yeah, I, I would definitely agree, especially the last few years. I mean, they're they're a team that is getting national attention as well, and it's a game you have to strap up for, and it's. I think it makes it funner as well. You know what I mean? Something to look forward to, something you know you're going to have to play well to win. Um, I wouldn't – and it's almost you know similar to Boise State. It's almost the same feeling. So, What's the best part about the 2015 schedule? We've referenced that Boise State's the home opener, Utah State's the way you end the season. What do you feel is the best part of the 2015 schedule? Um, I don't know. There's a couple cool parts. I think, I think the best part for us is that um, no, no one thinks we can do it. Um, What's it? Uh, no one thinks we can win some of the big games. You know what I mean? Obviously, it's a tough schedule. Um, obviously, there's some tough road games. Um, but it, it, it's, it's sometimes nice to be the underdog that no one, no one thinks you can do it because you have nothing to lose. You know, and so we're going to give everything we can, prepare in the off season, and uh, we, uh, we plan on winning those games. What's the toughest game on that schedule to you? Um, uh, to be honest, right now I'd say Nebraska. Uh, just because it's the first game and it is, uh, it's where our focus is. Um, that that's obviously a tough place to play. They have a good record um, opening up, and uh, so it'll be a tough game. But but we're excited for the challenge. I'm just gonna put this out there: they haven't lost a home opener <laughs> since 1985. What would it be like? What would it mean to BYU football to end a 30-year streak against that team? It would mean a lot. It would mean you know that uh, BYU is. 
is someone who receives national attention. Um, we feel like uh, we should receive more than we, we've gotten. And I think that would, you know, we've won some big games in the past, and I feel like that would put another stamp on it, showing that we are a power conference football team. What's the most exciting game on the schedule? The game where you look at that and go, hey, that, that sticks out a little bit. Um, I, again, I'd probably say Nebraska, just because, you know, going into my senior year and, and playing with guys for so long, um, I'm just excited to get started again. Um, you know, we've had some good times together, and uh, you never know how many there'll be, so we'll just uh, take one at a time. Your timing's good. You get this awesome schedule, and the stipend starts. So you'll have 500 bucks in your pocket, and you get to go to Nebraska. I know. That'll be nice. <laughs> Understatement of the century. Yes. BYU and Nebraska, 107 days away. Remington Peck, senior defensive lineman with us in Studio B. The defensive line is something that Bronco Mendenhall has referenced as the least amount of concern he has for his returning defense. You, Travis Tuiloma, Bronson Kafusi. Okay. There are some guys there that have had some serious influence and experience. Why will the defensive line be even better this year? Um, I, I would say they'll be better because of experience. Um, that's something you can't quite teach in college football. You know, you have probably five guys that have played, you know, three years of a lot of football. You have myself, Bronson, Travis, um, Graham Rowley and Logan Tyler, yeah, well. who have all played, you know, great minutes. And I think that's something you can't teach. But then also you have some young guys coming up that uh, we don't have the we have depth that we haven't had in the past. And so I think you'll see that. And that's why we'll be able to be better than we've been. The word on the street, University Avenue specifically, is that Bronson Kafusi claims to be a pretty good fisherman. Who's the best fisherman on the team? Well, uh, Bronson would tell you it's him, but there's a, there's a big difference. Bronson, Bronson only fishes with lures, and so Bronson will go to the river and he'll throw a Rapala, and he'll might, he might catch two or three fish. Um, but I'll go to the river and throw a fly and ah. catch 14 or 15 fish. You're the purest. And so, you know, his fish might be bigger, that's one thing, but uh, I'll catch a few more. So, <laughs> <laughs> Who else has a fishing game on the team? Mm, I'm trying to think. Sky Pove who just graduated. He was a really good fly fisherman. Um, there's a few that are starting to get into it. Troy Hines, mm. outside backer. Um, he's a really good fisherman as well. So Now, when you get your first sack, um, I'm just going to say, <laughs> don't do what Alani Fua did last year. I won't, I won't and if you do the... it, don't do it right in front of a referee. <laughs> do a small, like, 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 <laughs> right, the, like, like tight. The condensed in version. Your sternum. Yeah. Yeah, not the or, a fly, or a fly fish, you know. That just fly fish motion. How about just yeah. how about just one like one little whip? All right, the ref isn't going to catch the one. The one. Yeah, that could yeah. be your thing. Yeah. Are you cool with that? Yeah, maybe. Okay. Psh. Getting sacks is part of what the defensive line does, but what is your specific role when you try and define what you're supposed to do in Bronco Mendenhall's defense? Yeah, I would say uh, it's different than every other defense. You know, a lot of people on the outside will look at defensive linemen as uh, getting sacks, right? And in Coach Mendenhall's defense, it's about stopping the run. Um, that's one thing he'll, he'll tell you, Coach. Kafusi will tell you, and anyone that plays there will tell you, if you can't stop the run, uh, you won't play. Um, and so sacks are kind of a bonus. They're, they're tough to get in a 3-4 defense. And so, uh, yeah, I would say run comes first. When you look at next year's defense, a lot of people talking about the offense, a lot of returning starters. Um, what, what should people be talking about with the defense that maybe they aren't? I would say the the front seven. Um, 
you know, people might talk about the defensive line, but then you got to look at the backers as well. You have some, uh, you know, you have some depth returning there as well. And, and honestly, the secondary will be good, I think. Uh, there are some gaps to fill with people leaving. Um, but you have, you have guys like Fred Warner, Sione Takitaki, Manoa Pakula, guys like that returning. Uh, that's something to talk about in the, you know, the front seven. Remington, always good to have you. Have you signed our BYU Sports Nation Rise Up flag? I mean, I know you've been on the, on the show. Have you signed that flag? I don't think so. Okay. You're going to need to sign it. <laughs> All right. And your Herbie Hancock. And is there anything that the BYU Sports Nation karma can do for you right now? I don't think so. In class, you're good? You don't need it for school? ISIS 201's kicking my butt. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Now you will go and do. you will perform better in that class now. All right. Thanks, guys. You're well. It's our way of saying thank you for taking our show to the next level. <laughs> I appreciate it. You didn't break any news, but you did a great job. Thanks. thanks. <laughs> Remington Peck in Studio B. Hey, we got some breaking news for you. Women's soccer reveals their schedule. That's next. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. Download our show podcast on iTunes or stream it on BYUSportsNation.com. Go to the BYUStore.com if you want to join BYU Sports Nation officially. Yep. Get your swag. You've got the T-shirt on today. Yep. It's a great-looking T-shirt. You can get your goggles as well. Get your BYU Sports Nation swag. Speaking of, someone who's been wearing the blue goggles lately, Taysom Hill weighed in yesterday. On your 40-yard dash. Yes, he did. On Twitter. Yes, he did. He said, I think Spencer may now be able to run a four-second 40. Four-second 40? Five-second 40 without the wind's help. Ah. What do you think? I think Taysom Hill is a wise, wise man. (laughs) He builds his house upon the rack. (laughs) (laughs) Michael Elisa also weighed in on it as well and said that you cannot teach speed and even Taysom couldn't help me. Hey, thanks, Michael. It's true. Oh, hey, what do you know? Here comes footage of my 516 unofficially 40. Okay. <laughs> um, the reaction from Kevin Heiberger yesterday was awesome as well. I said, Spencer Linton's here. You know, yeah. normally he runs a five, but he had to play ladies' tag this morning. He ran a 53540. Could you get him sub five? And he's like, yeah, maybe. And I said, he's 33 and white, just throwing that. And he's like, oh. <laughs> Motivation. Motivation. More, more motivation. Are you still on that like next year? Hey, I'm going to do this. Of course I am. I'm not dodging anything. Just checking. Are you going to run I'm, the 40 next I'll year? I'll run the 40. I'm just checking the waters, man. You're just not going to put anything out there so there's zero expectations. No, I did that already. <laughs> yeah. I got my all my like my hair's totally back. Like I am 100% back. Bangs. But it's been 11 or 12 weeks. Hey, it was worth it, man. Get a little curly it in the back totally here. Totally worth Undercoat it. Undercoat office is watching closely. I need, I need to unplug uh, for a second so I can show you what's on the back of my t-shirt. Jeremy, I want you to explain to everyone what's on the back of my t-shirt. It's awesome. The blue goggles, baby. That's a good-looking shirt. He's unplugged. Wow, this is unprecedented. The Blue Goggles. Get, you can get this shirt at thebuastore.com. Join the nation. You know you want one. Because they're cool. Okay. Now I'm going to plug back into this uh, show. Okay. It's fishing. Mentally and emotionally. I felt so weird. Like, that was the weirdest thing ever. I've done it. I've run around before. That's fun. <laughs> Just do it. Just run around. Whatever. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. It is game day in the tournament for BYU Baseball West Coast Conference tourney opener against Pepperdine in Stockton, California. That game will air on the W.TV and BYU Radio, 10 Eastern, 8 Mountain Time. Check it out. If BYU wins, they're in a really good place. They would then play the winner of Pepperdine and LMU tomorrow at 3.30. 
Big time. Got to win the first game. Really important. Take care of business. Two college football preseason projections are out. Bill Connolly of SB Nation as BYU is number 45. And then Brian, what did we figure out? Fremo? Fremo? Uh, we, we, we went with the, we Lam- the Lambeau thing. We don't know. So Fremo. AUE. Of FEI rankings puts BYU 33rd. Okay. In the middle. So we've got a 45, a 33, and a 23 from Sports Illustrated. Sports Illustrated greater than the rest. <laughs> BYU women's soccer. They have three Pete West Coast Conference title rings. They got those yesterday. Coach Jen Rockwood will be on the show tomorrow to break down the schedule. And with that said, we have some breaking news. They have just announced their schedule. BYU Sports Nation breaking news. Yeah, it opens with road trips. Road trip. In August on the 21st and 24th to Cal and Stanford. But the Stanford game is in Hawaii. Yeah, both those are in Hawaii. So they open the season Saturday, August 15th at home against Arizona. Okay. That's a, that's a really nice opener. That's a Pac-12 heavy schedule. They go schedule. to Hawaii and play more Pac-12. BYU in the Pac-12 and women's soccer. Cal and Stanford. Love it. Then come back home for Colorado. So you're playing four Pac-12 teams to start the season. Other notable games. August 31st against traditional power Nebraska. They will set the stage for the football team six days prior isn't in that, Lincoln. Isn't that crazy how early the soccer schedule gets going before the fall semester even opens? August 15th. Get there? Women's volleyball does the same thing. They're around the yeah. same time. Okay, and we're talking about two really solid programs. Okay, then sep- a ton of experience. Friday, September 4th, Utah at home. Big game. The next Thursday, Utah State at home. UNLV, Oregon State at home. So four, but you have five out of the next six games at home. Think about that September 4th and 5th. You get Utah in women's soccer at home, under the lights, and then BYU-Nebraska to open the college football season. Big time. I like it. Big games in West Coast Conference play, always Portland, Santa Clara, Pepperdine. That will dominate October, and uh, West Coast Conference play finishes at home against St. Mary's. So At Portland, home to San Diego, home to Pepperdine, at uh, where's Santa Clara on here? At Santa Clara. So you have four tough WCC opponents. You, go, you, get, you get Portland on the road this year. To nobody's surprise, Jen Rockwood has loaded up the schedule again. They are afraid of nobody. They will play anybody, anywhere, and that's why they consistently get in the tournament. They help their RPI. Key is just winning a few of those games, and that's what they've been able to do. The football team has looked at the women's soccer schedule and said, hey, that's pretty fun. Mm. Yeah, let's play some of these teams. Our Twitter question today is dealing with the other football, BYU American football, (laughs) and and their rivalries. Who's the bigger rivalry for the Cougars? Take Utah out of the equation. They're not playing BYU in 2015. It's Boise State and Utah State immediately on this year's schedule, and they'll play for a number of years approaching. Who's the bigger rival? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Tasha Lynn 19, keynote member of BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> I refuse to acknowledge that USU exists. That's that's what I'm talking about. The fact so that I'll she say says Boise that State, the says. fact that she says that tells me that in her heart of hearts, it's Utah State, even though she says Boise State. Unfortunately, they do exist, and the wagon wheel is in Logan. Oh, who's the bigger football rivalry? Jerem says Boise State. I say Utah State for different reasons. You win nationally, but the angst, man, that's with the Aggies. Up next, Jordan Pendleton bringing his swag to the studio. 
BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. I'm Spencer Linton sitting next to Jerem Jordan in Studio B, and it's game day for BYU baseball. 11 hours and 19 minutes away. No, that's, that'd be Eastern time. Eight hours and 19 minutes away. BYU and Pepperdine in the West Coast. Did Eight I, hours? Nope. It's uh, some, time, some amount of hours away <laughs> from BYU and Pepperdine tonight in the West Coast Conference Tournament. I'm in sports broadcasting. I'm not in mathematics. Okay. 10 Eastern time, BYU Radio, the W.T. Eight mountains, so that would make it so uh, we got, we got nine a, hours and, eight, and 18. 17 minutes and 45 seconds. Yes. I am correct. in math, apparently. Very good. Shout out to the Talmadge building on campus. Who is the bigger football rivalry for BYU, Boise State or Utah State? Has some fantastic responses coming in. This one in from at Rexburg underscore runner. All of Idaho is not Boise. <laughs> Eastern Idaho, the Aggie fan base is big, and the pain of last season must not be repeated. But I thought the spirit of Rex was still alive. It's from Rexburg, right? Tell you what, at Justin J. Crowder brings a good point, too. Seriously, you have to win more than once in a decade in order for it to be a rivalry. (laughs) Well played. BYU's only beaten Boise State once. Well played. Okay. So that's that's there too. That, I guess that's why it's still emerging. That's seven right? six game, man. Twenty twelve. Is it a submarine though, Jerem? I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Joining us now in studio, a man who is doing work with former Cougar athletes, helping them find crazy numbers like Sky Pove, and a guy who did work for the Cougars on the field in two thousand seven to two thousand eleven. Former linebacker Jordan Pendleton. Jordan, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Thanks. Thanks for having me, man. Uh, apparently, you're also uh, listening to your own advice and working out because uh, you're, you're looking pretty big and strong. <laughs> Got to practice what you preach, man. Okay. Yep. Okay. Let's let's talk about uh, the transition of what has happened in the game of college football and how trainers are approaching things. Uh, you said something interesting yesterday that you're on the same page with Frank Wintrick, uh, BYU's new strength and conditioning coach. Why did you say that? Um, I had the opportunity opportunity to meet with Frank for a little bit when I went down for the you know when we were announcing the the signees of 2015 and um you know for a while I've been preaching that we've needed a change um in that department um not because I didn't love the coaches that were there before us but because that that's what I'm passionate about and that's you know that that's what I do now um that's my profession now and I just saw a need for change and having met with Frank, um, Frank never was here when I was here. Um, but you know, for him to take the opportunity out of his day to talk with me about different philosophies and, and, and talk to me about our approach to training. Um, what I found is not only we have a lot of the same beliefs, um, but his way and style of doing it, I think is what BYU needs at this point in time. Um, we've seen way too many injuries over the past several years. And we can sit here and say that a lot of these injuries are, you know, because of what has happened on the field, I totally disagree. I think a lot of these injuries can be prevented if we have the proper training. Um, You know, I I remember my senior year or my junior year I was there, we had eight labrum tears in our shoulder that year. Eight different guys wearing slings that that couldn't, you know, play spring ball, that were rehabbing all the way up to – before the season even started, and including myself, I was one of those. I've actually torn it three times at BYU. Wow. And um, just watch. Just wait and watch and see this year how many labrum tears there are. I bet it, it drops substantially, and, and we'll, we'll be able to see that. But I'm on board with Frank and, and what he teaches. So. 
you tweeted 12 days ago, you know, the same thing. Love seeing BYU training with med balls, sled sprints, functional movement stuff, etc. Thank you, Frank. Finally, I can see eye to eye. So, so tell us about some of these things that maybe you, you see Frank doing uh, that are different and, and what effect they have. Um, first things first, um, we're football players. Um, we're, we're powerful. We are explosive. We are fast. Um, we are not Olympic lifters. Okay, you have Olympic lifters, you have power lifters, and then there's football players. We're not those other two things. So to make your main core lifts all about Olympic lifting or power lifting, it doesn't translate to the field of football. And so, you know, by throwing a, a med ball explosively and by power cleaning, you're getting the same effect on your central nervous system. Whether I throw an eight-pound ball as far as I can or whether I'm cleaning 330 pounds, it has the same effect on our central nervous system. Now, you tell me which one is going to be less injury rate. You tell me which one applies more to football. You're preaching to the choir. Look at us. <laughs> exactly right. So, Explosive. So I, I, would, I would much rather have a kid that can throw an eight-pound med ball 20-plus yards and shoot his hips through and get hip extension versus power cleaning 350 pounds because – just because you're strong doesn't mean you're explosive and doesn't mean that you can move in the context of football. Um, so, And not only that, Olympic lifting is a very complex movement. We have 100 guys in the weight room at the same time. Are you, you can't sit and break down an Olympic lift to 100 different kids. I didn't even know how to power clean when I got to college. And I'm sitting here. I'm naturally a strong dude. I'm sitting here power cleaning 350 pounds, and I still don't even have proper form. So to sit and break down proper form of, of such a complex lift to 100 different people would take months on months. It would take a whole summer to do so. Explosive med ball throw, very easy to teach, um, has the same effect on your central nervous system. You're getting the same effect out of it from an explosive standpoint. But now we're not loading the body with all this weight, and we're not putting ourselves in a complex movement where we can get injured. And so that's why, you know, seeing that he took away the Olympic lifting and he does all that stuff, that's all the same stuff I do. And that's what I believe in. And so um, I was very excited to see that. And another thing, too, getting Coach Mendenhall away from the Olympic lifting and having him be able to um, open his eyes to a new style of training, that's huge as well. So you have to give a lot of credit to Coach Mendenhall for being open-minded and letting Frank do his thing. Jordan Pendleton, the owner of Pendleton Performance and former BYU linebacker between 2007 and 2011, making his BYU Sports Nation debut in Studio B. Really interesting stuff. And you said something uh, a moment ago that is music to every BYU fan's ears, and that is less injuries because it was a injury-riddled campaign last year, obviously highlighted by uh, the unfortunate circumstance with Taysom Hill. But, I mean, just tons of guys going down. So you're predicting – Way less injuries, um, soft tissues or not. What else is an indicator that things are working on the field? Um, I think um, not, not only the injury. I mean, the injuries is huge because, you know, like we saw last year, if you don't have your best guys on the field, it does not matter what you do. Um, you saw that with Taysom. You saw that with Jamal. Um, we're only as good as our best guys on the field. So that that's the huge thing, but I think also, and you've and I've seen these results with myself. Sky Povey came in to train with me for for pro day. Sky Povey was labeled an unathletic white safety. <laughs> Sky Povey also put up the 
sixth best spark rating in the entire country this year for all safeties who performed in either their pro day or at the NFL Combine. Sixth. It's amazing. Out of any safety or DB in the entire country. Um, Explain what goes into the spark rating. Spark rating takes into account all of your different test scores, whether it's broad jump, high jump, or or vertical jump, your 5-10-5, your shuttle, your three-cone, your 40-yard dash. It takes in all those things. It puts it into a... You know, however they want to score it out, puts it into a percentage. He came out sixth percent. He was in the 97th or 98th percentile, which is substantial. Now, if you were to tell me Sky Povey would have done that four or five months ago, you would have laughed at my face. So not only are we going to see um, less injuries, I think we're going to get faster. I really do. I think we're going to get faster. Um, I think we're going to get stronger but not strong in a sense that, oh, I can power clean 350 pounds, but I'm strong on the field. Whether it's, you know, Jamal making his different cuts with his knee being stronger or, you know, Taysom being able to still run and, and play his game, but be able to efficiently make better cuts or, you know, have his, his muscles in his leg be able to hold up better. Um, just a, a ton of different things I think we're going to see. The quickness is something that uh, BYU football, quite frankly, has, has lacked. In the recent past, and so when you say speed and, and quickness and agility, that uh, that's an exciting prospect. And to yeah. me, that's huge, Jordan, because the 2015 schedule is extremely challenging. You're going to play a lot of Power Five teams, plus Boise State, plus Cincinnati, plus East Carolina. So this is a perfect time for BYU to kind of amp up for this schedule and the future schedule. Yeah, absolutely. You see all these all these teams on our schedule, and the first thing you say is, um, these teams have better athletes than us. Well, it doesn't have to be the case. I think we get good athletes. I mean, Taysom Hill is one of the best athletes we will ever see, probably in college sports. Um, Jamal, you can't tell me he's not athletic. You can't tell me we don't have athletes now. Mitch Matthews for Mitch Matthews is is a stud. He's tall. He's long. He can go up and catch the ball. But now, can we keep these guys healthy? And then um, can they display that on the field and be faster, be more explosive, be more athletic? And we're going to have to be um, going up against some of these teams. When you look at the core that's coming back defensively specifically, and we're going to go to the linebacker position because that's what you did, who do you feel like will be the impact player at linebacker for BYU football this year and moving forward? Um, You know, one one guy I've always loved and have seen a ton of potential in, I I think he hasn't just broken through yet, is Manoa Pakula. Um, I think he has to be big for them this year just because – of his build, um, the fact that he's going to be a senior, he's got to step up and take that leadership role. Um, and so he's going to be huge, and, and I hope I hope he has a breakout year. Um, but aside from that, um, Fred Warner, I mean, you know, I've heard a lot about this kid. I, I haven't seen him in person. I've, I've heard about him, um, and I was able to watch him a little bit when he got in last year as a true freshman. But, you know, from what I've heard, he's a freak, and um, – He's going to have to come up huge for us as, as well this year, and I think he has the potential to to do so. Check him out, owner of Pendleton Performance, Jordan Pendleton, who, by the way, helped Austin Colley in his road back as well in the Canadian Football League. So it's, you're helping some good stuff, and uh, I'm, I'm sure BYU Sports Nation is thrilled about that. Thank you. Appreciate you, you it. You got it, man. We appreciate yeah. you, you coming into Studio B. Will do. Good stuff and high hopes for BYU football moving forward with a new strength and conditioning program, one that Jordan Pendleton supports. Coming up next, a player of the year honor for a future BYU Cougar. Say what? And find out who's coming to BYU. That's that same player, okay? And sibling ties there. The Cougar Whip Round is next on BYU Sports Nation. Jordan went to Bingham. I went to Copriol. We can still be friends. Right, right. (laughs) 
BYU Sports Nation presents in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. The honors are yours, my friend. Live with it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Baseball. That's become do your best Adam Sandler impersonation. Game day, the West Coast Conference tournament opener is tonight against Pepperdine in Stockton, California on BYU Radio and the W.TV, 10 Eastern time. If BYU wins, the Cougars play tomorrow at 3.30 uh, Pacific, I believe, so that would be 6.30 Eastern, against the winner of San Diego and LMU. Come on, LMU. How about some Cougars in the minors? Matt Carson, AAA, went one for two with a double and two walks for his team in Nashville. The Sounds, naturally, would be that. Jeremy Guthrie of the Kansas City Royals beat the Reds after throwing six scoreless innings. Football. Two more college football preseason projections are out. Bill Connolly of SB Nation has BYU as number 45 in his. And then the FEI rankings puts BYU 33rd. Also, BYU wide receiver Talon Shumway returned home from his mission in McAllen, Texas last night. The Lone Peak Soccer. <laughs> the West Coast Conference Championship rings arrived in the mail for the Cougars yesterday. They look blinging. And they also released their schedule. We broke that to you about 25 minutes ago. Notable home games include Arizona, Colorado, who knocked BYU out of the tournament last year, Utah, Oregon State, San Diego, and Pepperdine, a couple of big West Coast Conference foes. Coach Jennifer Rockwood will join the show tomorrow. They're reloading with the roster, too. Brianna Hatch, younger sister of Ashley Hatch, was named Arizona Gatorade Player of the Year. She will be a freshman for the Cougars in the fall. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. I want to give it to Jordan Pendleton. That guy was fired up about the prospect of what BYU football can become. He's Sabretooth from X-Men. <laughs> he, he looks. He, he kind of looks he like looks. Clay Matthews, too, a yeah. little bit. The hair. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Was Jordan Pendleton in Pitch Perfect 3? <laughs> did we just Dang did it. We did fail we, to ask did him Did we that? miss out on the question of questions? He's, he's great. Yeah, he went to Bingham. I went to Copriel's. Uh, Copriel's was never a threat in football, so whatever. <laughs> it was the bigger football rivalry for BYU, Boise State or Utah State. The at, Broncos. At Restless Age says, nothing quite like in-state rivals, the hate and emotions that build between them. Okay. Utah Hashtag State Max Hall. Thanks to Remington Peck, Jordan Pendleton, <laughs> and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Saber Dude is so good. <laughs> Show on demand on BYUtv.org slash BYUSN. For Jeremiah, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Matt Putnam. We're back to work tomorrow.